Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Well, we're going bowling, and I can't think of anybody better to talk to about that than Chris Landry of LandryFootball.com. Check out that site. Let's break down the Tennessee-Clemson matchup as it seems to be two programs heading in different directions. They'll meet in the Orange Bowl, as announced over the weekend. So, Chris, before we really start to get down to the X's and O's, let's take a look at this. What do you think of the matchup? for uh, Tennessee in Miami? Well, I think, you know, um, it's an intriguing one. Uh, I, I do think that, you know, obviously Clemson is head of the elite program, and by their standards, um, this has not been a good year, um, and neither was last year. Uh, this is obviously a, a great season for Tennessee, so I, I still think that in terms of a program that Clemson's kind of on a, on a different level, but – how much better is Tennessee getting? I, I don't think this game's going to tell us, but I think going forward is going to tell us. But what's intriguing about it is it's an opportunity for Tennessee to finish off, which has been a, a really good season and didn't quite end up like it, uh, it had hoped uh, with the pivotal injury and a, and a devastating loss to South Carolina. The, the common thread, as it turns out, you never know what the college season's going to give you is, who would have thought that South Carolina was going to have such an impact on so many people? I mean, uh, if they don't beat Tennessee, Tennessee is um, going to likely be in – well, I think they would be in the playoffs. I'm assuming they would have still beaten Vanderbilt. The, they'd be in the playoffs. I mean, you could make the case that if they had not beaten Clemson, they would have been in a discussion, although I don't know that they would have made it. So I, I think it is an intriguing matchup, one in which I think that Clemson is – uh, by you know, by their standards, are not as good as they have been, and Tennessee's 
uh, certainly I think them a little bit better. I think what's difficult to determine in bowl games in the modern era, who's going to play in, in the level of motivation, which is something that is relatively new. And I say new, it's been around now for, gosh, Dave, I don't know if it's, I'd have to go back and look and chart it almost a decade now. I mean, maybe not quite that long, but the bowl games that are not the playoff bowl games, they're taking on a different meaning. Many of them are not, many players are opting out, will opt out, don't know the status of, of situations here. Uh, transfer portal. Some of those guys won't even be on a team, you know, um, Clemson's quarterback who's now been benched is going to enter the portal as we speak. So, it is really hard to forecast, and I think it's hard to look at how you perform in the bowl game as a barometer for what things are going to be because you're not bringing the same teams back. Um, it's going to be quite different. But what I do think is really important is the extra bowl practices that you have to work young guys, to work your teams, and I think begin to, at least with the guys that are returning, go forward towards the next year. But it's not an indication of, remember, David, it used to be you could look at a team because you knew who was coming back and you might know who might, you knew who was leaving in the draft and then you knew what type of team somebody would have and then you could pretty much have a good indication. That bowl game, man, the, none of that even matters. If you look at how you finished in the bowl game, it has no correlation to what, you know, it's, it's a coincidence if the bowl game matches up and marries with next season. It's a completely different proposition now. No, I think you're right. Uh, I, I want to take a look at Clemson. A lot of Tennessee fans maybe haven't seen Clemson at this point, but a defensive line that was supposed to be incredibly dominant up front, injuries and uh, personal tragedy it certainly affected that. As you look at their defensive line in particular, what did you see this year as opposed to what was predicted by many analysts? Well, they're very talented. They can come off the ball. They can rush the passer, and they've played pretty well this year in that regard. Where they've struggled a little bit at the point of attack, physical teams have given them trouble. Notre Dame's the most notable example that crushed them, but that's not Tennessee style. So uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, how well they play, how many of those guys actually play for Clemson. I mean, there's a lot of things we don't know. Uh, at this point, but it's been an overall disappointment. And again, again, let that sink in two losses, disappointing two losses, good season. It depends on where your program is. It's, this is a team that's underachieved. The biggest thing is how they've struggled in the secondary. They've not been able to cover very well. This doesn't look, it's certainly not the same Clemson program that competed for national titles. Um, they don't have the elite players in the secondary and on offense. I know we're talking defense and offense. They don't have the big time playmakers and it's the offensive issues. That's kind of bled over to some of the problems on defense, meaning it's put their defense in precarious situations. So uh, look, I think this, this team is definitely beatable. Um, uh, and I, and that I thought they played well against North Carolina in the ACC championship game, North Carolina, I mean, it shut them down. And North Carolina has really, really struggled down the stretch offensively. So we'll we'll see. It's going to be an interesting, uh, interesting watch. Yeah, I think so. And I wonder what happened to to those playmakers that Clemson was was sporting. What did they just miss out recruiting wise? Um, did some guys not develop? Because 
I think of that group of receivers they had that included T Higgins and Mari Rogers. And I mentioned them because they had Tennessee ties and what, what, what kind of happened there? Because they seemed that they were, they were about to become skilled position you and then kind of slipped a little bit. Well, I think it's a lot like Alabama, you know, when you have those elite guys that are just, you know, to everyone assumes that everybody that comes through is going to be just as good. And we take that for granted. And, and it's because people, people look at strictly stars by their name. So, well, that guy was a five-star and he was great. This guy is going to be the next great. Well, maybe they will, maybe they won't. Uh, a lot of it, it's different situations. Some of the guys uh, they haven't, that they got, didn't develop. They missed on some guys in recruiting. Uh, so I think it's a, it's a combination of recruiting mistakes and developmental errors. I also think that the offense is, is missing some key components. I mean, for their, his lack of success as a head coach, Jeff Scott did a really good job at Clemson, but Tony Elliott, who's now at Virginia did a really good job. You know, prior to that, you know, you had, you know, really good coaches that Chad Morris, for example, they've had really good coordinators. And I think the development on that side has been lacking. I mean, it, Dabo's strong suit is not on the field coaching. It's not an X's and O guy. And, and, and it's really more about staff and everybody that works their way there kind of are from the Clemson family. And that's the way he does it. And I just don't think that they're as good personnel wise and coaching wise on that side of the ball. And, you know, defensively they lost Brent Venables, which is a, was a big impactful part of, how their defense played. And, you know, um, but again, they're not, the the Clemson's had really good corners and safeties and cover linebackers, and they don't have the talent that that they used to have. So it's a combination of things that always is, but I would say that they're not as dominant talent wise. And in some of the areas, they're not as good at covering up some of those deficiencies as they have been before. With that said, they're still the more the most talented team in the ACC, and that's why they end up with a you know with a ten and two record, not an eight and four. Which last year, I thought they actually did a pretty good job turning that thing around when it looked like it was spiraling to even a worse record than what they had. Yeah, and you refer to Venables, who now is the uh, head coach at Oklahoma, one of the top defensive coordinators, of course, in, in college football when he was at Clemson for a long, long time. And one guy that we know is going to show up because people will opt out is going to be Cade Klubnick. Uh, Klubnick uh, replaces DJ Uigalele at quarterback. That happened during the ACC championship game. Some would say it should have happened sooner. Just give me a thumbnail sketch of what Cade brings to the table at quarterback for Clemson. Well, he's a dual threat guy. He's young. He's <clears throat> excuse me, a little um, a little behind in terms of, of field vision and, and knowing where to go. But what he can do is he can bring his legs to the offense, which to me is if you look back at Clemson's success, they've always had guys that can be effective running it. Now, I know um, – Trevor Lawrence was not used a whole lot, but in that in that way. But I think that's a big part of what the staple of what their offense is. So I think he brings the dual threat capabilities. I think he can roll the pocket more. I think when you when the, you 
you rode DJ out. Uh, he wasn't nearly as effective. He's, he's a, definitely a platform thrower. And I think he's um, a little late to pull the trigger. Whereas Klubnik is a guy I think that can roll out, give him some half-built reads, and I think give him some some run-pass options. He's going to be really successful. So I I think uh, what Tennessee's going to face is a dual-threat guy. Now, um, you know, that's going to be a big part of it. To, to me, the, their offense thinks she has been built around Will Shipley. Um, I don't want to make any assumptions. I'm a – I mean, I don't know how to to preview a game when I really don't know if, if Will's going to play or not. I he's a Christian McCaffrey type player right. for them. Not again. I, I'm just going to make the assumption he's going to play, and and I'm, I'm not saying it based on information because I just don't know. But he is what makes their offense go. He is an outstanding runner. He's an outstanding receiver. Uh, he is a leader. He is a tough guy, even though he's he's slight of size. Uh, he's kind of the heart of their offense. Yep. Uh, well, as far as the opt-out thing, it's it's something that I know frustrates fans. Um, and I, I do want to get your thoughts as a, a former scout on that. Uh, Chalk Talk is brought to you by Owl's Nest Barbecue. They've got the rubs, the sauces. They've got the expertise to put you in the right direction and give you the right products to fit your taste. And they've got an incredible selection there. In Ottawa, right next door to Seabrae's Midnight Oil, a proud Michelin distributor, and they take care of my car. They should take care of yours. But in Owl's Nest Barbecue, if you haven't been there yet, you're going to be blown away, and they've got the Green Mountain Grills as well. Chris, when I look at um, a guy that opts out of a bowl game, I look at it, and you mentioned Christian McCaffrey. He was one of the first big names to do it. I look at it different than I used to. I used to look at it as, oh, you're giving up on your team. And part of me still does, but I'm a little a little mixed in that. I, I also understand what he's doing if there's not a championship at stake. As a scout, and you were a scout for a long time in the NFL, how do you look at that? Or does it have any effect whatsoever? It still bothers me and and. I'm still doing a lot of scouting work for teams. And one of the things that I always ask guys um, and did it and have done it for the past several years is always ask them about that, about opting out. Um, I mean, we use a term opt out to make it sound better. It's it's quitting. You, you quit. You quit on your team. Uh, like you, you just – you come to accept the fact it's like society. I mean, th- there's, there's certain things in certain ways that some of us in a different era were raised that, you know, when those who have kids, it's just, it, you, you just treat your kids a little differently than probably you were treated because the world has changed. Um, and, and I think it's a byproduct of a lot of things that, not just societally, but we've made the bowl games insignificant other than the playoff ones. And so if they're insignificant, then, you know, a player is going to protect himself as they go and prepare for the draft. Um, So I think the process in the system that we've created is opened the door for that. It, 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 and then I think now more with the NIL and, 
you know, now you not only have guys that are going to opt out for the draft, it is now December 5th, the first official day you can get into the portal. So I'm not going to stay with my team and practice and play. I am thinking about myself because maybe I can go to the portal because I can go to XYZ University and I've got maybe a better NIL deal or a better opportunity that fits me better. It's a more of an I, you know, instead of we approach. So as a scout, when I talk with them, I, I do try to get the information. But if you eliminate a lot of guys that 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 opt out, <laughs> is that is that what we're calling it? You just you're missing a lot of guys. The, the point is it's becoming more and more acceptable. <clears throat> While it used to be I would sit there and be offended that someone would do that, I have also softened with that's kind of the norm now, and, it, and it's not the same. And it was eye-raising with Christian McCaffrey did it. And I knew what he was doing, didn't like it. It, it rankled me to no end, and yet uh, – it opened the door and it's more and more and it, and it just becomes, I hate to say it. It's like anything. When we turn on the news, we get desensitized to it. I mean, when, when you turn on and there would be a shooting or a mass shooting or something, it would just rock us. Well, today it's just, Hey Dave, here, but there's another shooting. What's going on. I mean, it's like, it's almost, it's not acceptable. But it's like we've become desensitized to it because it's becoming more and more the norm. I certainly don't want to make the comparison to something as tragic as a shooting to, to what we're talking about. Uh, it's a maybe a poor example and an extreme example of we just see things a little differently. And uh, it, is, it is not a part of what I look at. But I will say this. I will say this. This is held true to me as a scout. When I do my evaluations and hand them in. I look at guys that opt out. And in my view, they've got questions that they've got to answer to me. Meaning, I don't perceive them as bad or a problem or as selfish. I'm not going to make that judgment. I'm going to give them a chance to explain it. But they've got a little bit of that, to me, that little bit of a, I would say, a cloud over them for me in that I am more impressed with when I see a guy stick it out and play. For example, anybody watch college football this weekend? How about Max Duggan? Yeah. He was a backup quarterback at TCU. Okay. He was a backup quarterback last offseason. Did he go into the portal? Did he say, you know what? I should be the starter. I'm leaving. I just, I, I turned the table. I admire a guy that says, no, I'm going to work harder. I'm going to compete. I'm going to stay with my teammates. And I'm going to try to win it. That's maybe less and less prevalent today. But that impresses the heck out of me. So it doesn't make somebody that does it bad. But there, that's something that I'm going to want to see because my first thought is 
is this guy a me guy? And how is that? If he is, then it's a problem. If it's just what's best for him and everything else in his DNA and his activities in football show that he is a team guy, then I'm not going to hold it against him because I don't think – I mean, you certainly would not look at Christian McCaffrey as a me guy. He is a team guy, and he's a hard worker, and he's a competitor. Uh, he opted out. So you, you got to look at that. But uh, but he uh, – I can tell you I had some questions for him in one of our meetings, and I don't think he's real happy with how I phrased it and what we said. But those are the things that I, I think you got to ask some tough questions about guys like that because I do – want to know i do need to know for my recommendations for teams what are you getting and i, I think that's what's changed a little bit today uh, and tennessee has a player that kind of followed that same path and and joe milton so we'll see how it works out for him he certainly could have opted out and or not opted out transferred into the transfer portal and who would have blamed him for chris landry go to landryfootball.com hit like if you enjoyed this conversation about a quick preview of Tennessee and Clemson, we appreciate it when you like, subscribe, and share. We certainly appreciate that. For Chris Landry of LandryFootball.com, I'm Dave Hooker. Chalk Talk brought to you by Owl's Nest Barbecue, a production of Off the Hook Sports. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply it's time for today's lucky land horoscope with victoria cash Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.